Okay, I'm recording. I'm recording too. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one. That was beautiful. Okay. That was fucking stunning. Okay. This should be <clears throat> this should be an uncut episode. Put all this from the clap in. <laughs> really? Everything? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, our clap should be on point. Oh yeah. Um since we've done it over a hundred times now. Yeah. Especially the weeks where we had to do it three or four times just to sync up correctly. <laughs> I guess it really isn't anything to brag about. I mean, we should be pros at this point. Or at least think we are. I mean, when do you learn clapping in kindergarten? Is that a thing? You know, it's you probably n- learn it like as an infant. It's when you're not happy. as easy as people think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clapping. The thing that some people didn't learn when they were an infant and wanted to tell someone that they wanted something. I would be, or they I would appreciate something. I would rather be challenged to a color inside the lines <laughs> contest than have to clap in sync with someone else that I didn't know. I'm just saying <laughs> white people problems. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I grew up in church. So I always laughed at the people that were clapping on the upbeats, you know, oh, there's yeah. always the every like 90% of people were clapping on the downbeat. And then there'd be that like small percent of people that <laughs> were clapping on the there's upbeat. always those two or three. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I yeah it's that. like, are like, how do they live with themselves? <laughs> but um, no, welcome to the show. Um, I guess I should do the hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah. And I'm Hill House. And that, that was like a 180 turn <laughs> I just did. But um, welcome to the one-year anniversary show of the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast show. Um crazy to think about we've been doing this for a year there's been some highs and lows of the podcast uh a lot of surprising highs i mean to be honest a year ago i didn't think anyone was going to listen to this show and just in the last month we've had our best month oh, period wow. of the entire show yeah. um and i feel really bad about that because personally i feel like i've invested the least possible time into the podcast this last month. Yeah, yeah. I feel and the same. Yeah, you have invested the least possible time. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway. No, I feel the same way like I have also. It's, it's you know, it's, unfortunately, it's because of everything going on. Right. And because of everything that's going on, everyone's looking for things to pass the time. So I think people have found our podcast in that time. Because it's crazy. We've We've had double the downloads of any other month. In the last year, we've had double the streams. We've had um, double the amount of subscribers we've ever gained in a month. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. In April, we skipped a week, too. Yeah. So we <laughs> we shorted ourselves an entire episode, but we're having the best month like of the show. And that's crazy. So I, I apologize for maybe not always sounding as amped and as excited as they should be because at the same time with everything the world's going through and everything in our personal lives, I have to realize that our show keeps growing and I have to keep bringing, you know, the entertainment for the people that want that. And, uh, I just can't thank the listeners enough for even checking us out. Like, I don't even yeah, yeah, really want to thank you for, for retaining or watching every 
listening to every episode. You don't have to do that. Um, but just checking in, checking it out. Um, that's just beyond. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, amazing. You know, yeah. the numbers are, are absolutely crazy for, for what we actually thought was going to happen. I mean, we, we had, I mean, I think honestly, we could say that we had set low expectations for what we, what we thought would, would come of this. Um, we thought that it would, you know, actually take even two to three times longer to come up with what we have so far. So it's just amazing that the people that have listened and have checked it out, like you said, and it's just, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's almost an honor to do this show every week, dude. It really is because people want to listen to it. And I, and I, I really like that. You know, I, I don't want to sound cheesy. That's why I said it's almost an honor. I don't want to say it's, you know, I don't want to sound stupid, you know, and say, oh, you know, that's what they all say, you know, but no, that's not it. It's, it really, it feels that way. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a privilege to do this. It really is for the people that are listening. It just makes it that feel that way to me. So I appreciate it. I really do. Right. So basically in, the last two months of the show, our numbers are these equal to basically the previous, all the previous months put together minus December. December was just a big month. We had multiple guests on and everyone was, you know, out of school. Holidays are always a big month for media. Yeah. Um. So besides December, <laughs> all of those other months put together are not as big as our last two months. Uh, just April and May together. It's just crazy. And um, so <laughs> that being said, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, I guess we're just going to do that right now. I was going to talk, wait till the end of the show to talk about our year in review, but we can do the news at the end of the show. How about that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, since I've already talked about half of what I was going <laughs> to talk about as far as numbers go, um, Basically, just looking back at all the different subjects we've covered, I wasn't able to like re-listen to every episode because that is absurd. Just thinking yeah. about how many hours we've recorded. Um, someone was asking me about the show the other day, and I said, yeah, we're doing a weekly podcast that is an hour and a half to two hours every week. And I was like, with 50 episodes, that's like you know, approaching 100 hours of content, <laughs> minus what I'm editing from the show, minus pre-show and post-show and, you know, yeah. us getting off track too far that it just deserves to get cut. <laughs> and um, Or like yeah, we had the mishap last just, week of a corrupted file. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last week uh, yeah. we had a corrupted file, which was really crazy at the end. Um, but we still hit the hour mark, so yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I meant to. I promised last week that we would talk about what you were talking about at the end of the show. So mark that in the notes that we need to re-talk about what we were talking about. And it was, it had to do with the anti-cheat that something was using. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was the uh, Warzone anti-cheat stuff. Yeah, I've actually do have an update on that. We can, we can uh, talk about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I already did it. God. Okay. 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 Anyway, um, we did have a lot of guests as far as I'm concerned, because once again, when I started the show with you, Mike, mm -hmm. I thought that we were just going to get our feet wet. 
Like we were just going yeah. to try podcasting and yeah. be like, can we do this with the equipment we have? Can we do this with the time we have? Are we capable of sounding intelligent enough to read news reports? <laughs> you know, and uh, maybe we got two out of three of those. Yeah. But to each to each listener, we get two out of three of those. We're trying to get to the three out of three for everyone. But <laughs> right now, um, a year later, it's crazy to think that we had guests on the show. It's crazy to think that we actually tried interviewing people. Uh, something that I never even considered. Yeah, you know, and we've had we amazing, started, but amazing guests on the show, dude. I mean, just they—it's turned out to be every every single guest that we've had on the show has turned out to be. Uh, just awesome. The show ended up being much better for it. And uh, yeah, like you said, though, I mean, we've had six, seven, eight different people on the show already. Yeah, um, we had we had a few friends just come on the show to talk yeah. about topics that they knew more about than us. Like we had our friend Eric come on the show. Um, we had a friend Jake, also known as Fiery Ice, come on the show. Yeah. And we had a friend Spencer come on the show. And uh, they all did really well for probably, I would say probably never doing a podcast, but I think Jake probably has, knowing Jake, he probably has done a podcast before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it wouldn't yeah, surprise they all me did if phenomenal he, any of them had, did. yeah. Right. <laughs> we're and, talking um, like we're all salt at it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I am in pre-production for a show with Spencer. But ah, yes, that's true. That that will happen in the future. Uh, it's kind of come to a halt considering I don't really come in contact with people much anymore. <laughs> yeah. So as far as getting things like foundations of shows down, like we can keep doing this show because we're never in the same room and we already know what we're doing. But yes. as far as starting new shows, it's a little bit more difficult when you just can't communicate with people entirely over phone all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, We'll see that in the future, but we had more guests. We also had streamers like um, we had the Don Waltz on. Yeah, um, we had Flow Driver on, and that was an awesome stream. Also, uh, the Don Waltz, uh, he plays mostly what is it again? Uh, he plays. Uh, he talked about Final Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, yes. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and then he called you out on not knowing anything about Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and I well, I admitted to it. I don't know if there was much of a calling out. I, I didn't know shit about Final Fantasy. Um, I didn't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. I didn't know anything about any of those right. games. So, which he thought was an absolute shame. And then you know we also had uh, Flow Driver. <laughs> I think at the time Flow Driver was playing a lot of Fortnite. Uh, as of right now, she plays a lot of uh, what is it? Animal Crossing's New Animal Horizons. Crossing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she's actually got a five-star rated island. Uh, if you get the chance, you really should check it out. She's got some really good uh, videos on that uh, also on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, check out the Don Waltz. Check out Flow Driver. And um, then we also had uh, Rejected Logic, which is uh, a team that, that we are both before, on. <laughs> that was before I was on the team. Yeah. And that was before you were an owner. Yeah owner yeah <laughs> so it was a lot so a lot has changed in the on. last year that's yeah. crazy oh my god yeah um that yeah. was really cool uh that we had that show on it was with um if i'm not mistaken it was with uh wicked kitten at the time she wasn't she's a former owner and then there was also uh um soru uh but he is now also known as official 
that is his tag, and he is the founder and owner of uh, Rejected Logic. So yeah, that was pretty cool, man. It's weird how everything's kind of come full circle, but we've had some really interesting and very cool guests on the show so far, and I'm actually pretty impressed with what we've done, man. I really am. I forgot we also did Geek Street back yes. in October. Yes, we, did, we did Geek Street. Yes, that was a lot of fun. And I wanted to- <laughs> we have to do more of that stuff. We really do. That's the thing is I was already planning on going to multiple events around this time of year. Oh, that's right. I already had a couple of events. Yeah. Yeah. Everything closed. I forgot about COVID. uh, Everything was canceled. Yeah. (laughs) How could you forget? That's easy for me, dude. It's easy (laughs) for me. I don't remember life before I put on the mask. You've looked into my um, blank solace eyes. You know how easy it is for me to just forget things. (laughs) It's been a while. Um, (laughs) I'll send you a picture. (laughs) But. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's another thing. I'm really kind of disappointed that we were not able to just keep the momentum going as far as yeah. events yes. have to say. And I yeah. was very depressed about the fact that I was like, we had this momentum that we were building up. We were having guests on. We were doing events. And then in the spring, I wanted to do even more events. And I yeah. felt like I had basically shut down podcast because i felt like i was like not allowing it to gain momentum and that's what's so crazy because i had not been checking the numbers at all of the show i didn't even realize at this time when i was feeling this way that the show was just getting more and more streams more and more concurrent listeners over all those months that i thought that i was not doing what i was supposed to be doing so yes i wish we would have done more events but at the same time i guess we were doing what we needed to do yeah you get what i'm saying no, so, I totally get what you're saying. It makes perfect sense. And I kind of feel the same way. And it's, uh, it's you know, but I think that we talked about not looking at the numbers constantly because we were expecting it not to even <laughs> grow as quickly as we thought it would. I mean, I remember talking about it in the, what, the first six months. And at that point, we had been downloaded in over 30 different countries. It was crazy. Yes. And so we were like, okay, it's, we've got to hit a, a point where it just stops. So we figured, okay, we we got through the whole honeymoon phase of it. Now it's going to be stagnant for a while, just like anything else is. And here comes the grind. And we were willing to put that time in. But I don't think we expected what we've seen at all. I really right. don't. And I, I mean, and it's all still because of you. <laughs> yeah, you, the listener. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um. And at the same time, like, there's people who share our podcast and stuff. And I think that's so cool because it is, man. It's one thing to like appreciate the podcast from a personal point of view, it's another to like think that it's worth something that other people would enjoy. And I think that's, that's really incredible. I wear my um, pin. I wear my pin, our declassified cheat codes uh, podcast pin. I almost said uh, cod piece pin. I don't know why, but I wore, I wear the pin <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wear it on my shirt next to my lapel. And um, so I'm like, okay, you know, it, to me, it's because I'm proud of it, you know, and I want people to ask questions and sometimes people do, but most times, you know, people really don't notice it. But I was at the counter and this kid comes in and he obviously had worked with you and I before in the place where we worked together in the place. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, declassified cheat codes. He goes, I still listen to you guys, man. He goes, that's so cool. That's where I know you from. You used to work over there. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, and you do that with Josiah? I said, yeah, you know, 
I go, we're still doing it. I said, we got our year um, uh, podcast coming up. And he's like, holy crap, man. That's, you know, but it's just neat that, you know, um, to hear that he still listens to it and that kind of stuff, you know, that it wasn't just, oh yeah, I work with these guys. So I'm just going to check it out. That people are actually taking it with them even after the fact, when, w- once we lose contact with them, you know what I mean? I mean, I still know people that work for Coca-Cola that work in completely different places that, that still listens to us while they're working. I just think that's neat as <laughs> wow. hell, dude. I mean, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have dropped the name of that company, but, but I just think it's neat, you know, that, we still have people that uh, you can bleep that out that um, they still it listen to matter. us while they're working. I don't think they're and, ever going to be a potential sponsor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I wasn't worried about that. <laughs> I just, a little I would out hate to get league. somebody in trouble, but yeah, it's not like they're going to send the, uh, you know, the soda BI to, yeah, you know, the, the SBI. Yeah. To come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but who's yeah, your friend? Like you were talking about, oh my gosh, you were talking about the different countries that we've yeah. been streamed in and it is, yeah, it's, I think we're approaching 40. I think we're just kind of run out of countries that are possible <laughs> to even discover us. Um, yeah. But uh, we're still 85% listened to in the U S which is crazy because I feel like it would be like a hundred or 90% <laughs> and our remaining 15% is still from the UK, Canada, Brazil, Mexico, Germany. That's just so and cool, dude. Hong Kong has always been on there. I've all we've always had at least at least about ten listeners in Hong Kong every wow, episode, really? which is insane. Really? This is insane because like there's no way that we are relevant in Hong Kong. Well, well, thank <laughs> we you every about. every single country, no matter where you're from, no matter who it is. You know, thank you for listening. That is freaking awesome, man. Thank it's, yeah, because like wow, that's really cool. It really yeah, is. It's just crazy because like it's there's countries that I didn't even know they spoke English, but I mean, I guess that you would understand English is all you would need to know. Um, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Cause like the Netherlands is on there, but I mean, you know, uh, to a lot of these <laughs> countries though, English is extremely easy to learn. So, you know, comparatively uh, when learning languages. So uh, people from many other countries find it very easy to learn English and understand it. You know what I mean? So right. it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, but it surprises me that we are being listened to. It just, it doesn't surprise me that they're listening to something that's English, but, uh, but yeah, it surprises me that we're in the, all those different countries. That's just crazy. It's so awesome, dude. It is just so absolutely awesome. It's humbling. No, right. <laughs> I'm looking at our most streamed uh, episodes of the show. Like it's a ranking of what episodes have been streamed the most. Uh And it's pretty crazy because I was convinced it was going to be the first episode forever. The episode where we talked about pro Jared. Yes. (laughs) And Fortnite season nine and loot box banning, which is our first episode ever. I assumed that that was always going to stay on top because when you click on the podcast, depending on what podcast app you use, a lot of them will sort it backwards and show you the first episode Yes. Like it's a cereal, which we're not a cereal. <laughs> but um, I assume that's why it had so many listens because, you know, you just naturally play that one when you're at the beginning. And then a couple seconds in and you're like, oh, this is old news. But it finally got passed by episode number 17, where we talked about Doom 64, 
Uh-huh. Uh, the Nintendo Direct about the early ideas of the the uh, what was it called? The Nintendo the hoop, the fit hoop, whatever yes. it's called. Now yeah, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I don't know why that one was so well listened to because everything else that has come close to our first episode streams, we had a guest on. It yes. was the Flow Driver episode, the Rejected Logic uh, episode. Um, the one with Don Waltz. These yes. are people that have followings. We're getting up there with our first episode, but randomly our most streamed episode is about just, just regular news. I have no idea what type of attraction <laughs> this episode had, but it is, it's, it's got tons of clicks. So I, I don't wow. know. Maybe, maybe it got shared on something. So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you. that, you know, with those, those, you know, groups and whatnot and the, the, the branching out that they have that ability that, yeah, it probably did get shared quite a bit, but yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who has listened, shared, Absolutely. liked, followed. Um, yeah, we will get more active on Twitter. I apologize for the last month. That's another thing where I was just like, I felt like we were not involved enough. So like, if you have questions about the show, if you want to have our, your questions answered on the show, just hit us yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. You can private message if you're too embarrassed to show that you talk to us. Uh, you can put it on our wall if you want. Um, and we will it's be really doing whatever you we'll, want. We will be doing things like more giveaways and things like that. Um, and if if there's something in right. particular, you know, that that we have created or developed or anything, you know, that you would be a good giveaway, then, you know, let us know, let us know what kind of things you'd like to hear on the show. Uh, guests that you may want us to try to get, you know, uh, right. yeah. Anything. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically anything. If you, if there's someone that you think would be cool and right up our alley to interview, uh, we'll shoot them a message. We'll see if they'll hit us back. But, um, um, we are going to have more giveaways. I was actually planning on having giveaways this upcoming week. So you may yeah. see one posted before this episode even posts. Yeah. Um, it was going to be for our one year anniversary. I was going to do some giveaways and, um, hopefully get more products posted. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for new stuff. Uh, we do hope to go live. I'm just waiting on some equipment through snail mail due to COVID. So I'm not hating on anyone. That's in the shipping industry. I understand you're overwhelmed and underpaid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm just waiting on the equipment to come through the mail that I ordered like a month ago. So once that all happens, we will start getting the ball rolling on getting this show in video, which means I'm going to have to start shaving, which kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll get this. Uh, <laughs> we'll get this into a video format. Hopefully, yep. we will be either streaming on YouTube or Twitch or both. And then a couple days later, we'll have a more edited, kind of more Spotify, Apple Podcasts ready um, audio file ready for y'all to listen to, where it's not as much dead space as a yeah um, a live feed. Because I see a lot of people just basically post their live feed onto Spotify and stuff. And I was really kind of cringe at awkward silences because when there's a visual of people having a brain fart, yeah, that's fine. Cause you can see their eyes farting, but <laughs> when you're listening to it, you wonder if your audio cut out. So, um, I do <laughs> hope to never get too lazy where I won't start, 
stop editing it. But I will I will be trying to get both as like basically different entities where there yeah. I understand there's people who only listen to audio and there's people that like to see the live stream. Uh, me personally, I've never really gotten into watching podcasts on video. I've always listened to them, but yeah. I understand that there's a huge audience oh, huge, for yes. watching yes. podcasts on live video. So we will be trying to add that as a feature. Um, it may become more popular than our regular audio form of the show. So that will be really surreal, but um, we we are going to move in that direction in the future. Absolutely. So with Absolutely. that, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say about like, you know, the show one year later? Uh, I, I'm just, like I said, man, I'm just amazed at what's become of it. And, you know, the, where we've gone from, like you said, from, you know, from pro Jared to, you know, giving our own personal impressions of the new, you know, uh, consoles, PlayStation five and Xbox series X that are coming out. I mean, we've gone from actually just, you know, we've, it's just, we've matured a little bit, I think, and hopefully it's just going to get better. Um, that's all I want for it is just to, uh, the content to get that much better so that, you know, you enjoy it more as a listener and also anybody that knew that comes along, you know, find something that they, they may like. So yeah, man, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it's more of a, something where we're going to have to show it rather than keep talking about it. Yes. Um, so just be on the lookout and you'll see, you'll see the improvements in the show. And as I said before, obviously we're doing something right. And, uh, Thank you for the people who keep tuning in and our increase of followers that we have. Absolutely. And um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I guess we're going to take it to the news or are we going to talk about what we played this week? Uh, Let's just take it to the news because yeah. I didn't play anything this week. I didn't either. <laughs> I mean, I played Warzone a lot, but that's not new. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played Warcraft, but that's really not new either. So I want to talk a little bit about upcoming releases. Uh, There were two that were just recently announced. Um, In the last week, we've got our first, like, teaser for the Activision revived Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered. Um, This is, this looks amazing. The only thing that is disappointing is the game that I like the most in the Pro Skater series was 3. So I kind of wish it had 3 in it, but at the same time... um, I'm still going to get it. Pro Skater oh, 1 course. and 2 are still great games. Um, they managed to get almost all of the songs back, too, under license. So that's awesome. Oh, wow. There's only five yeah. songs that are not going to be on it from the original. And like these are some of the best like 90s punk rock slash um, basically just punk rock nice. <laughs> songs. And I remember this like probably shaped my early childhood idea of what rock music was because at the time I didn't have much I didn't have many ways to listen to like punk rock or 
indie rock or anything like that because if it wasn't on the radio you know i didn't know what it was but tony hawk's yeah. pro skater had like all this really cool stuff like goldfinger and um it was just really awesome soundtracks and i remember it was like half of the experience was just skateboarding to the music and um it's really cool that they ended up getting most of these songs in it i'm really excited about it um Hopefully the mechanics work very similarly. I kind of trust Activision with this remaster too because they've done the Crash Bandicoot and the Spyro games. So they have a pretty good track record of remastering old 90s games and people love them. So I, I, I'm i not really a proponent of Activision. I kind of hate the company. <laughs> but yeah. for these remasters they've been doing, it's really really cool how much that they care about the original product um these are not just quick cash grabs they do a lot of work on their remasters um because i think the crash bandicoot remasters showed them that if you do it well it will keep selling year after year and that game still is selling really well on different consoles the uh crash bandicoot insane trilogy so i think they realized that if they do pro skater one and two remaster very well um it'll keep selling you know, year after year, and they won't have to worry about, you know, extra content to add later because people will remember, oh, this is a classic game. It's remastered and it's gotten a lot of good reviews, you know. So I'm really looking forward to this release. I do want to point out, have you seen the limited edition $100 version of this game? No, huh? It comes with it comes with a actual Tony Hawk birdhouse deck in it, like a skateboard deck. So that's actually one of the most tempting limited editions I've ever seen because you take a $60 game and you throw in some extra content and then you throw in a official birdhouse deck. Like that's actually a pretty good value <laughs> for a limited edition. And um, if you're into skateboarding, which I mean, I did a little bit in high school, but not really that much. If you're into skateboarding, this is really cool limited edition but um, even if you're not, like, it'd be really cool to just hang up this deck on your wall, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, go check out the Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster. Uh, that comes out on September 4th. Um, really excited about it. Um, the next thing that was just randomly announced was Paper Mario uh, Origami King. This is insane that they have not teased this at all. There's things like... Uh, Luigi's Mansion that they teased for maybe five months or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's other games that they've teased forever. And this is a huge franchise. Paper Mario is one of the most popular franchises on Nintendo systems, is one of the most sought-after titles on older systems. Uh, it gets the highest reviews. It often wins best um, games for the consoles they're on, like um, the Mar Paper Mario for the GameCube. A lot of people think it's the best game on the GameCube. So, like, to get a new Paper Mario on the Switch and to th say that it comes out in, like, two months is crazy. This comes out on July 17th. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe that they have been keeping this hidden this long. I mean, with the age of data leaks and things being, like, found out early, like, it's crazy that they have been able to keep this under wraps until like late May. <laughs> so th this is crazy. In two, two months, Paper Mario Origami King comes out. So yeah, that's probably going to be up there. Like I didn't think there would be a better Switch game than Animal Crossing this year. 
but they had up their sleeve <laughs> Paper Mario Origami King, which if you haven't seen this yet, Paper Mario has a really fun art style. It's basically a flat version of Mario that looks like it's made out of paper running around in a 3D world. Now, in addition to the 3D world that it runs around in, this Origami King seems to have a twist where there's origami characters, which the the way it molds the different animation styles together is really entertaining if you go check out the teaser. It's got these origami characters that have clear 3D models, but it makes sense because there's other flat models, 2D models, in the same game. So it looks really interesting in the art style. It looks like they kind of switched up the mechanics of the game, but I, I'm pretty well trusting Nintendo at this point with how they're treating their main properties. So this is not a game that they would want to fuck up. So um, I really have high hopes for this game. So uh, is there anything right that you wanted to talk about that was a new release? Uh, I don't know if we talked about these yet. Um, I know that we talked about they were t- that we had mentioned that they were uh, putting the Outer Worlds on Switch, that that might be happening. And apparently uh, it is. The port is already done, I guess, or something. And uh, June 5th, it's right. supposed to be coming to the Switch. And then, there were some uh, delays, and then I think they kind of retracted the delays and said that it was ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom remastered. Uh, that is a go for June 23rd. I'm actually going to buy that game, dude. Same. Um, they have it available <laughs> I'm really on looking PC, forward to it. and I'm actually going to buy it just because I want something that is, you know, uh, mind-numbing, dumb, and funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling that I'll probably laugh my ass off a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So June 23rd, man. Uh, and one of the things that I saw about that one is that it comes out on PC. And I know there's going to be a lot of people buying it. I really do. But uh, yeah, that's something I'm definitely going to play. <clears throat> now, I do want to point out that all of these games that are being remastered, they're trying to market to the largest audience that they can because you're bringing an old IP out and you want to not only market towards the people that remember the game, but you also want it to be relevant to people that have never played the game. Yeah. Um, so it is very interesting. I didn't add this, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is going to be on the Epic Game Store, mm-hmm. Xbox One, PS4, but not the Switch. Now, that's something to note. It may be coming out later. But it's very interesting that it's not launching on the Switch. Now, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was not launched on the Switch either. It took a little while for it to get over there. But the Crash Bandicoot uh, Racer was launched on the Switch side by side. So I don't know if Activision is just trying to meet a deadline with its release more so than make sure it's on all consoles because it seems yeah. that they're going back and forth on whether or not it's going to be on the Switch at launch or not, depending on what remaster they're working with. Now, I will add that there are heavy rumors about the PlayStation 5 coming out in October. There were some yes. leaks about release dates. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm not sure if this was in any of our news. No. Mm-mm. I don't think it but was. I, I it's remember completely checking that out, and I thought it was just yeah. I thought when I when I looked at it, it sounded like bulk bullshit to me. So I I just didn't right. even want to report on it. Now we are talking about 
we're moving on to the real news, the nitty gritty, I guess now. Um, sure. We are talking about game. These consoles are still, as much as they've been playing friendly recently, they are still being competitive and they still want to make sure that they're on top. And when you think about it, an October release date only makes sense because we know that the Xbox uh, Series X is scheduled for November, is what a lot of people are saying. Now, once again, that's not confirmed, but it's basically been understood that it's coming out in November. So if it's if Xbox does announce that it's coming out in November, it would make complete sense for Sony to say, like, like really like late September, oh, by the way, our console's coming out in October. And then they, you know, get the entire world to buy their console first rather than the Xbox. Now, the downside to doing that is that your developers cannot be blindsided like that. Your developers need a release date so that they know when they need to have games ready for launch. So if PlayStation is trying to play hardball on release date, you could maybe buy a PlayStation 5 in October, but you wouldn't be able to buy it with any games. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> it would have a very limited um, amount of games to be played on it if they're not communicating with people on when the console's scheduled to come out. So as much as people are talking about playing hardball with um, you know, the competition of when it's going to release, with COVID-19, we got to be a lot more straightforward with people on when things are coming out because, you know, we aren't able to do like crunch time like we could probably a year ago. Like these developers need to know when they need to have things ready, you know. So I guess we'll find out when we get closer to it. I say that because Xbox has also been rumored to be holding off on their pricing of the Xbox. You talked about this last week, um, I think, didn't you? What's that? I thought you did. Maybe one of us did. And that Xbox is holding off on their pricing of their console to beat well, whatever PlayStation is putting they, out there. They I, they're not necessarily holding off on it. What they're doing is that they they've always they've always put their price out after Sony. And uh, okay. one one financial analyst, uh, I really can't recall his name off the top of my head, but he stated that he feels that. Uh, Microsoft is in a position to take a hundred dollar cut of what from what Sony does, and to be able to do that with their first million consoles and still be able to make money at the end. So uh, he he feels that Microsoft is best poised to do that out of the two. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Was it looks like PlayStation may be trying to beat Microsoft on release date just because they may be aware that Microsoft is trying to beat them on price. <laughs> yes. So but, both of these things are rumors. But know? one other rumor that I heard also or read is that uh, because there was some, there was a, some threads, some conversations going on about this whole fact, you know, this conspiracy theory about consoles. But uh, one of the things that I read is that Microsoft is rumored to already be ready to go that any kind of problems that they're having are just staged any kind of issues that they're having, that they're already ready to go, that they're ready to start production. So it's, it's uh, yeah, that's, it's crazy to even guess what's going to happen. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Sony could try to beat them and Microsoft could say, you know what, let's go start. We're going to release at the same time. 
F them in the throat. And it could happen. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the thing is, um, Phil Spencer was saying that he had a Series X running at his house back in like November. So supposedly, like, it, it could have been super buggy. It could have not been, you know, clocked well. <laughs> but they had working prototypes, you know, a year before release. That's crazy. Um, in one way, you're like, okay, that's probably normal. When you're thinking of something this high dollar, it better have a pretty good version of it a year before it releases, right? Yeah. Yes, that's true. But also a game, a year in like video game technology is a lot of time. Like in a year, a lot of things can get out of date. So that's why you'd want to be developing this thing so far ahead of its, you know, current standard so that it doesn't become irrelevant within the year that you're sitting on it. So in a way, it's like, yes, you're already ready for the next gen, but should you be? You know, so that is something to think about because I think they are acting like the hardware is ready. I think Phil Spencer is only worried about software not being ready because developers are just going to, you know, yeah. s- see what's happening after COVID. Um, this may be in my notes. Actually, it was in my notes last week. Why am I stuck on last week's news? Um, we talked about last week the fact that... Um, Maybe we didn't. I think that's this week. Phil Spencer had a recent tweet where he was saying that the gaming industry would probably see the full repercussions of COVID-19 like come next January. You'd see that suddenly there wasn't much coming out because this was the point at which you saw that, you know, projects were not being pursued as much, you know. So that being said, let me actually get on to my written notes. <laughs> not just me talking out my ass. Um, my first thing in news that I had for y'all was that the Mario PC version that we talked about last week was up for less than 48 hours before the Nintendo, uh, lawyers, uh, were out to get the person that posted it. Um, and I was reading some mixed opinions on this whole thing. At, At one side, you shouldn't expect less from Nintendo because anytime anything is posted like that, it gets taken down. So like, this is something that... Should have been expected. But at the same time, a lot of people are saying that there's this gray area when you're using ROMs or ROM emulators. And they were saying that the main reason that this was attacked so quick was because it was not even on an emulator. This thing was just, you could download it and it would run itself on your PC. Like it was a complete game is where a lot of people were saying that Nintendo really had them because this was not something that you had to own to emulate this was something that was completely distributed where it was the entire game where you could just download it and you'd be fine without internet connection or anything it was just the complete game that you could just download to your desktop you know (laughs) so that was just a little bit of news about that mario pc port i don't know a part of me says that nintendo needs to wake up and see that there is a demand for their older titles on newer consoles or pc um because i feel like every month we have a port that gets attacked by lawyers (laughs) now it's great to be nintendo's lawyers right now because you know you can always have a case but at the same time (laughs) it's really not great for people that are just trying to preserve old games and i understand both points of view i understand that 
these people who are porting games and putting their blood, sweat, and tears into making a game modern, um, I understand that they don't own that. I understand that they don't own these IPs. But I do think that... I think that Nintendo needs to figure out a way to allow people to experience things at like a higher rate of proficiency. Like there needs to be a higher amount of their games available on newer consoles. And now the Nintendo 64, it remains this kind of weird generation that hasn't been touched on much because if you go onto your switch and you go onto Nintendo switch, if you go onto the online service where you can play old NES games or old SNES games. That's it. There's no Nintendo 64 on there. Uh, on the, and on the, the other end of the spectrum, if you're playing on your Switch, you can play Switch games. There's a lot of Wii U games that have been remastered onto the Switch. But to play anything between the Nintendo 64 and the Wii, for the most part, you have to own those consoles. Those are in this weird like middle ground where... Let's hope you can find one that works, you know, because those games have not been ported. And then at some point, you're hoping that Nintendo is preserving those games well enough. And let's hope they are, because at the same time, as long as you keep taking down people's ports of stuff, you're just really hoping that these games are being preserved properly by Nintendo to further release, you know, in the future to customers, because if they're not going to do it, who's going to do it, you know? Exactly. But yeah, that's my only real concern about <laughs> people attacking people that are making ROM sites and porting sites is just there needs to be a larger catalog of Nintendo games because it's not just Nintendo is crazy about their IP and they're always going after people posting their stuff online. It's not just because it's Nintendo. It's because Nintendo has unique games that are only on one console that it makes it even more rare to be able to play that game. You get what I'm saying? Like it's not just it's not just a PlayStation 2 game is being ported onto a site because if you didn't have a PlayStation 2, it, you would have it on Xbox, you know. So, it's not just that. It's already rare because it's on one console. And then on top of that, the older the console gets, the less likely likely you'll be able to play that game. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. I understand both points of view. I feel like we need an answer in the near future on where where Nintendo stands, where you know le- legality stands on it, and we need to figure out where preservation falls into it because there's this weird idea of preservation and it goes into film and stuff too but it's just not as easy to get old stuff for games it's it's a art form that is getting ignored in preservation and for the longest time it's been considered this nerdy hobby to collect old games but at the same time there's old games that are only available on cartridge that if it was not for the people who love the games putting them online and you know, coding them so that they could be readable through modern computers, there would be no, there would be no game of it existing because it's from a company that has like gone bankrupt in 40 years, you know, or no one actually knows who owns it anymore because like the person who bought, you know, the, 
the trust that had the parent company under it doesn't even know where their catalogs are. So at the same time, like there's this real weakness to the preservation of games. And I don't know why I'm getting off subject to this, <laughs> but I'm saying that it's really serious that people start waking up and realizing that video games are an art form and that they deserve to be preserved in a safe way that isn't just like, don't worry about it. We're preserving it. It's RIP. We own it. At the same time, once you release it to the world, it's like it deserves to be preserved for historical purposes, you know, at a different point. So I don't know. <laughs> Nintendo and and the law and preservation needs to all come together and figure out where they stand on all this stuff. And they need to figure out a consistent way to make sure that things don't get lost to time. So that's all I'm going to have to say about that. I didn't mean to do a article uh, <laughs> on that, but um, let me hand it over to you since I talked so damn long about that. Um, do you have any news that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. One of the cool things that uh, a, a lot of people may not know about, and I'd be surprised if you didn't, to be honest with you. Yeah. Is um, the, uh, uh, the fact that GTA 5 right now on PC is 100% free. Um, it's pretty cool uh, that we've uh, you're able to get this game right now absolutely, absolutely free. And um, it's until May 21st. So uh, you should check it out. There's a lot of cool things going on. One of the things that I've been doing is I downloaded something called 5M. Now, 5M gives you the ability using their servers that these people came up with. Um, it gives you the ability to do the role play in GTA 5. And I wasn't too sure what that was all about. You know, um, I didn't think it was anything bad or anything like that. I just wasn't 100 uh, percent positive what what you did in this role play environment. So I went and checked it out. And it's it's really freaking cool, man, um, what they do in there. Uh and you should really check it out. If you don't do the 5M, there's several different ones that you can download. It's almost like an add-on to your existing game. But if you go to the Epic Store right now on PC until the 21st of May, uh, GTA 5 is free. So go check that out. Um, and speaking of sales that are happening right now, uh, Steam has, of course, a summer sale that's coming out. Um uh, anyway, that was leaked out here just a uh, couple of days ago, about a week ago, actually. And they're also uh, not just the fact that they're doing a sale, but they're looking at some new programs. And one of them is a lo loyalty rewards program for people who use Steam in order to buy their games. I use a lot of Steam um, uh, when I'm buying games. I use that uh, that um, that service quite a bit to test new games and whatnot. So anyway, it's been confirmed that the steam sale, the summer sale, it starts on June 25th and it ends on July 9th. So uh, check out the games that may be popping up on that sale. Uh, usually it's, it's pretty similar every year. Um, a lot of the bigger groups that have uh, this whole Epic showcase of the same game, let's say Assassin's Creed or Hitman, anything like that. Um, usually they put them into some bundles and you get some really good deals. So, you know, be prepared for that. Check it out. Um, let's see. What else do I have? I actually, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is, is, um, 
pretty fast news. Uh, the Overwatch anniversary, you know about that, right? Starts on May 19th. Yeah, I forgot to put that in the notes. Um, I saw one skin from it that looked pretty cool. There was an Ash skin that was like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, and it, it makes, uh, um, what's his name? Bob? Look Bob like the, the big wolf. bad wolf dressed like grandma. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's also a uh, a masquerade reaper that looks really cool. Um, it's almost like, uh, it kind of reminds me of a... Um, Three Musketeers kind of thing, but all in red. And he's got a skull oh, really? mask. Yeah, he's got a skull mask. Zenyatta has a really cool one that looks almost a bit uh, Incan or Aztec in a way. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of neat. Uh, there's going to be some older uh, event skins that are going to be unlocked. I, I think I'm going to be playing it a lot more, both on PC and um, uh, uh, Xbox. And then after... Uh, this anniversary event. The reason why is because I do want to get better on PC, but I also want to do some a lot more comp- competitive on both uh, platforms. So yeah, I just uh, I miss playing Overwatch, and I'm excited about the Overwatch 2 uh, release date being announced. It hasn't been announced yet, but uh, I I think that's coming up pretty soon. Um, but anyway, after this anniversary event, uh, Blizzard is going to be making what's called a competitive open queue. Uh, which is going to be a permanent fixture um, on the season 23. So uh, competitive open queue. I'm trying to, I've actually been trying to figure out exactly. um, Okay. So it's a a new arcade mode. Um, I don't know if you've played it at all, but uh, he's saying that that's going to be a permanent part of the competitive season in uh, season 23. And that's after, of course, uh, this event happens at the end of May. So um, I'm assuming that's going to be sometime in June. Um, I haven't done the competitive open queue. Have you? Yeah, I have. I did the last one. It's like old competitive where it doesn't have roll queue. Really? So So you can play five healers or, and and, and, am I mistaken? Or can you play like two, (laughs) two, two Reinhardt's? No, no, no. It's not that. It's not okay. no limits. It's okay. open queue, meaning you don't have roll queue. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, I guess, yeah. I guess people want so, the classic competitive style still. I think that's fine if you have six people because you can make your own comps, but when you don't have six people and you have no control over what people pick, yeah, you have those comps with no healers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think roll queue would be if you wanted to play by yourself. Yeah. <coughs> well, that and then makes the open queue would make sense if you had six people. Yeah. Okay. By the way, did your mic move? I can barely hear you now. Did it change inputs? Uh, oh no! Hold on. There it was it is. just no. It it fell off my neck. Is what it was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was concerned uh, that maybe it switched to your your cam. You oh no! No no. Uh. Uh-uh. No, that's uh, that that happened during a recording. Uh, Yeah. So but uh, one other piece of news, one last piece that I wanted to talk about, then I can get to the other things later on. I don't know if you have any more. Um, But uh, we were talking about a possible new Batman game being uh, made by uh, being made by uh, Rocksteady. And Mm -hmm. 
But <clears throat> now a lot of people were talking about how uh, there were leaks and, uh, you know, uh, hints at it, whatnot. Well, apparently, uh, uh, and there was a post recently that said something about capture the night, K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, and basically that all came from a fake account. Uh, they basically had tweeted a post. Uh, the studio had only seeking um, uh, an animator. So they had a job post and they were talking about, uh, um, you know, they do have some upcoming projects that we're going to let people know about it. Uh, and we're going to be showcasing our studio uh, about who we are, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Well, anyway, the only thing that they commented on was that they are doing the remaster of the Tony Hawk pro skater games, which uh, you had already talked about uh, Montreal studio. And, um, but they did say that they are not, they are not working on a Batman game um, or they're not announcing a Batman game. I can't say that they're not working on one because I have a feeling that they are just because the fact that the franchise is so huge and people are just chomping at the bit for it. But right. um, they did say that that's not something that they're announcing right now. Um, it all had to do with the Tony Hawk remasters. And uh, yeah, so that was really it. So if you had your hopes up for that, it's not coming just yet, but it's probably going to be, I would say probably next year sometime they're going to be announcing it. Cool. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I can talk about a few more things real quick. Um, I was just trying to not talk forever because I talked forever about like... <laughs> you do. Freaking... You sorry. Really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next quick thing that I have, since the last one wasn't quick, was did you see the um, Party Royale um, teaser for uh, Fortnite? That they have this new game mode where basically you can just go into chill. It's like a social mode. Uh-huh. And all those concerts as, that they had, you can go to different areas and watch the concerts that they've had. It's like just like a hangout for people who can't, you know, get out in public. Oh, wow. So okay. It's a pretty cool idea. Um, but anyway, there was an ad for it that showed on one of the stages a image of Kirby. And obviously Kirby is uh, copyrighted by Nintendo. Yeah. So you may be wondering why it was even there in the first place. Now, we don't know the answer to that, but on the Nintendo version of the commercial, you can see Kirby. But on the Xbox and PlayStation 4 channels that release the trailers, it's blurred. But it's still clearly Kirby. It's blurred, <laughs> but you still know it's Kirby. It's just a really random thing of why was it even there in the first place? And um, no one's come out and like admitted to like intentionally putting it there or anything. But no, randomly Kirby is on a stage in Fortnite, but it's not supposed to be there, I guess. I don't know. It's really weird. If you go look at the ad, it's for a quick second. And um, it's clearly Kirby. Like you can see it if you're not even looking for it. But um, it, it is blurred <laughs> on these Sony and Microsoft channels. So <laughs> it's just really weird. Uh, next thing I have is that if you saw earlier this week, there was a announcement by PlayStation where they said that they were forming Sony Studios, which would be the new name for all of their studios together, basically. Um, they made this title card 
that looks like the Marvel Studios thing where the the PlayStation symbols on the side, you could see images from their different main titles like Last of Us and God of War and Uncharted. So it's it's kind of weird that it looks like a parody of the Marvel Studios logo. Yeah. But when it ends, it says Sony Studios. And they said that they were creating it so that when you popped in a game, you would know that this has like the Sony seal of quality, you know, from Sony Studios. But what the rumor is, is that they created this so that some of their game franchises can go to different platforms. They said that they made it so that they could have it when you're booting up like Horizon Zero Dawn on your PC. You would see that logo and be like, oh yeah, PlayStation made this. I am playing it on my PC, but PlayStation did make this game. Yeah. So it is interesting that they decided to actually have something to like make people visually know that this is a PlayStation game when you would assume that all those titles were on PlayStation. So this kind of opens up a can of worms of wonder if in the future they're going to, you know, incorporate more cross-platform games rather than have them all exclusive. So it's something to think about. They may be thinking one step ahead on basically prepping themselves for whatever the next generation has in store. They're trying to make this logo so that if their games ever have to leave the PlayStation because of low sales or something, you know, God forbid, um, they would have (laughs) a way of actually letting people know where it came from. So they did say that this logo will not be on The Last of Us 2 or um, there was another game that was coming out in July. So basically they said it would be starting in October so basically, it's going to be with the launch of the PlayStation 5. So uh, it, it's kind of weird. It's like they just came out with this logo and they just announced it. But at the same time, it, you're not going to see it for a while. So I don't know why they announced it rather than just wait for you to buy a game with that logo on it. And then you'd be like, oh, cool. There's a logo for this PlayStation game, you know. But instead, they were just like, let's show everybody this because, you know, it's burning a hole in our pocket. I don't know. It's really <laughs> weird that they decided to show this for no reason because they even said that it was not going to be on their like next games. So whatever. Um, oh my God. I, I want to talk about this next one for a while. Um, let me quickly talk about a couple of things. Um, Nintendo released some patents for something that has to do with sleep wellness. And basically what the patent showed was a place to dock a smart device by your nightstand while you're sleeping that would take note of how long you slept and how you slept. Huh. So we've seen stuff like this before. We saw that Pokemon had this thing called Pokemon Sleep, where if you had a good night's sleep, it would like give you certain experience slash you know, other in-game bonuses for having a good night's sleep. This is all to make kids basically actually go to sleep rather than stay up all night playing video games, I guess is the theory. Um, But Nintendo released a patent where it's not just Pokemon related. Um, This is Nintendo Switch related. Now the patent shows a smartphone connected next to the bed. So maybe there's an app that it connects to so that it can read your health information from your, you know, phone apps that probably also connect to your smartwatches and has whatever you know, you will do what you will do, you kids and your smart devices. But <laughs> it, it, this patent doesn't specifically say that it has to be a phone. 
this could just be misleading. It could be that there's a dock to go by your bed where your switch goes. It could just be a placeholder for a switch. So it's it's something that's interesting that we may see come into production because we thought the ring fit was kind of weird. Um, but now it's a thing and it's very popular. Uh, this could be something that takes off for Nintendo. You never know. Um, I think it's cool to promote um, sleep to younger people that, you know, think that sleep is not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, but what's crazy about sleep is like us older people, we've got this in the bag. Like if you get XP for sleeping, man, this older generation's got it down. Like <laughs> if you could give XP or like bonuses for sleeping longer amounts of time, like dang, like we're going to take like naps in the afternoon and stuff in no time. But um, it's not, it's not really as big of an issue. <laughs> but uh, it, it would be funny if like people like get jealous of being uh, able to sleep longer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know what's funny is if this thing takes off and there's like a huge reward in games, yeah, for sleeping a long time. Kids are gonna be sneaking into the medicine cabinet and getting a bunch of sleep aids. <laughs> oh my god! And then you're gonna have sleep aid pill addicts. <laughs> I think we in already do. I think we already okay. do. Yeah, but it's not related to video games, is it? It might be. <laughs> oh, no, anyway. I don't think it's related to video games. I think these kids are just finding anything they can to get high. I mean, that's how it's been forever. But anyway, whole different subject. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More reasons for the FBI to listen in. Anyway, yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had about that. The other, other thing in news that I have is the Unreal Engine 5 oh, yes. had yes. a crazy showcase. Uh, yes. If you haven't watched it, it is insane. Uh, basically, they talked about being able to create 8K textures was yeah. one of the coolest things I heard them talk about. Yep. And the other thing that I thought was really notable was they have this new program in it called Lumen which is not the same as ray tracing, yeah. but it's like an option. So it's interesting. So if you're creating a game in the Unreal Engine 5, you can choose to either use its ray tracing technology or you can use Lumen, which is supposedly like an easier version of ray tracing. Yeah. So it's really cool. If you see the showcase, it's pretty mind-blowing. There's some crazy lighting in this um, pre-rendered thing that they released of course oh yeah but if you view it on an actual you know screen that can handle it <laughs> it looks really good you know the 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 visuals from this from the unreal engine 5 is amazing because uh they ran this on a uh playstation 5 and uh it it's absolutely incredible but the cool thing is is it also works on the xbox series x yeah, so I'll, yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, oh my God, this is a PlayStation 5, but at the same time, they are not developing this just for the PlayStation 5. No. The Unreal Engine 5 is supposed to be the go-to engine for you know AAA titles for all of next gen. That's yep. what they're hoping. So obviously people will still develop in older versions of Unreal Engine, but um, this looks phenomenal. Um, yes, if you it go does. check it out, it's incredible. If you go check out its teaser, it's it's pretty mind blowing. There's some crazy um, 
movement where it's already like rendering images before you're even there. It's it's just insane. Um, and now on to my last story before I give it back to you. You have more stories, right? Um, I got a couple more, but nothing major. Okay, well, this one is ridiculous. Um, this one is insane. Have you ever heard of the culling? No. So there's a game that is launching very soon called The Culling. And it's it's called The Culling Origins. And okay. it already looks like a ridiculous game. Okay. But its form of monetization is ridiculous. So let, let me tell you some of the stuff about this game. So there was a demo of the game. If you played the demo, you have the game for free. If you didn't play the demo, you have to pay $6.99 for the game. Okay, cheap game, right? Not that yeah. expensive. Yeah. Okay, so what kind of game is it? It's a battle royale game. Okay, well, Fortnite's free, so it's already expensive. Okay, so let's figure out more about this game. Players can play one match online each day. You can only play one match a day on this game. What? So it's supposed to make you feel like it's that much more important to play that game, but it is not encouraging you to get addicted in any way. So that's really weird that it would make you only be able to play one game a day. Yeah. Okay, Players can play additional matches through the following ways. <laughs> you can win an online match will grant you a match token. So if you win a game, you can play another game. <laughs> um, you can buy packs of these tokens. Three tokens are 99 cents. So you can play one free game a day or pay a dollar to play three more games. Now, this is in a game that you paid $6.99 for. What? This is not a free game. So you pay $6.99 for a game and you can play one game a day. But you can pay a dollar a day to play four games a day. 10 tokens are $3. 20 tokens are $5. Oh my God. Online passes providing unlimited online play can be purchased for seven days for $2. Why would I just so, watched a guy kill the dude by going, uh, you know, sternum to asshole with a chainsaw? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty uh, graphic, yeah. so it probably has its fans for its like. And it looks attitude. very. It still looks really undone. So I don't know yeah, if I would be paying a dollar for every three games. <laughs> it looks so undone that you're really scared that it even really would run fine. Uh, yeah. It reminds me a lot of that other battle royale game that was super buggy. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'll remember it later if I can uh, find is it. Is that uh, yeah? H one K one. No, not hill. that one. There was one that was on Xbox and it was really bad. It was, huh. its frame rate was terrible. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, this game with the token system is insane. To pay a dollar for three plays, it's, it's like it wants you to pay the $2 a week for the unlimited plays because everything else is really expensive. Or you could. For 30 days, you can do $6. So let's say that their market is to make you pay $6 a month to play this game. Is this game worth that? No, I don't think so. I don't think any game is worth that. No. That means in a year, this game comes out to about 80 bucks, you know? So, okay, 72 bucks. It comes out to a lot of <laughs> a lot of money for a game that looks unfinished 
and for a game that has microtransactions in it. So you could pay $6 for a game just to play it once is basically the synopsis. I don't know. It is the weirdest marketing strategy. Um, let me see. I just There's so many articles written about how ridiculous it is. This is PC Gamer Magazine's title is The Culling is Making an Unexpected Return with a Baffling Business Model. And that's really what it is. It's just like, who gave him this advice? This seems like something that, you know, a indie company would try to do to make easy cash because they know that their game's not worth anything. So that being said, it doesn't look like it's worth much. Um, it'll probably disappear pretty soon, but it it's insane. Like, how do you expect to have anyone in the servers? Yeah. Because if you make people pay for every game, you're just trying to make like a dollar off them because once they queue up for two hours because they can't play with anyone because there's not enough people that are deciding to pay for a second game, you know, you're never going to find anyone in your server. Yeah, exactly. So this thing's going to be dead on arrival because it's got no way to just buy it and then play. You have to buy it and then buy it again. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it was the weirdest news that I got this week. It's crazy because this seems like news from 2016. This seems like yeah. old ass early monetization in games theory. Like this is something that absolutely cannot survive today. Uh, a token based game like yeah nobody wants to pay for tokens just to play like that's insane yeah i wouldn't no that's ridiculous especially when it looks as crappy as it does it's it's to me this is a way for this these you know some of these gaming companies they just do this kind of shit in order to get a bunch of money real fast you know what i mean and you yeah. know it's it just doesn't seem like it's something they're going to put a lot into yeah, I think they're trying to make a quick buck and then hope that they make back whatever they put into it and then, you know, just be ready to close the doors. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, that's what it looks like. Right, but the thing is, I'm not sure if it could even do that. As cheap as it looks, I'm not sure if it could make its money back. Like, it doesn't look cheap enough to, you know, it, it probably costs more than $10 that they're going to make off this game. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nuts, yeah, that's dude. all I had this week. Well, I got two more quick stories for you. Uh, first one is I thought it was kind of cool. And we all know what's going on with this, you know, um, uh, social distancing because of COVID-19 and whatnot. Well, uh, this is just one example of how that all works out. Um, University of California, Berkeley, class of 2020. Um, a lot of stuff has been canceled um, because of the recommendation from the WHO to stay home and play video games. And, you know, that's basically what these guys did. They went ahead and they had 100 students and alumni from UC Berkeley um, that got together with um, Minecraft and they made a virtual reconstruction of the uh, university's Memorial Stadium. They called it Blockley University. And, you know, <laughs> it, it had issues and stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, there were little glitches here and there. Um, but they had this uh, Minecraft speaker who was up at the front of the stadium talking to all these students and they would have the actual speaker or person who was streaming at the time. Um, they were down in the lower left corner. So it was kind of neat. Uh, 
Um, co-founder of Twitch actually spoke, but there was some uh, audio issues with that. Um, and at the very beginning with Vice Chancellor Mark Fisher, a lot of the graduates were hopping around up and down <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> oh so it's kind of cool, but it was neat that they were able to accomplish that anyway. And um, there were some trolls in the chat from what I understand, but the uh, congratulations and good wishes were so fast and so many in the chat that the trolls didn't even have a chance to get anywhere at all. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's kind of <laughs> cool that they were able to do this. I think it's neat that, you know, uh, that these guys are able to have their commencement and, and, you know, do their kind of thing on Minecraft. And it took about a hundred of them, like I said, to reconstruct the, the stadium, but that's just so neat that they were able to do that. You know, a, a moment of silence for the trolls of the chat. Yeah. For the trolls <laughs> <laughs> a while back, uh, you and I were talking about um, silent Hill um, when we were talking about remakes happening. Yeah. And um, this is kind of interesting because there was a tweet from GameSpot, um, and this was about about 24, maybe uh, two days ago so far. And they showed pictures of, uh, on their tweet, they showed pictures of four different games. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, Twisted Metal, uh, Silent Hill, and I can't see um, the name of the fourth one. Oh, Xenogears. And... Uh, it says you've discovered a magic lamp. The genie says only one of these can get a remaster. Which one do you pick? Well, they got an interesting uh, tweet back from uh, Corey Barlog, who is the was the is the director of God of War, and he said Silent Hill. And then at the bottom of that, he said, "And let me do it." So this guy is basically asking <laughs> to do the remake for Silent Hill. Um, I think it would be really interesting um, to see what he can come up with. Uh, and it could end up being a really good game again. You know what I mean? Because I know that Silent Hill was extremely popular. And if you could remake it and he doesn't want to just do that, he also wants to direct it. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, he's one of the big names, too, in games right now, as yeah. far as directing yeah. goes. So. Yeah, that would be really good. We were talking about how Silent Hill deserves a remake. Um, a re remake or a remaster, you know, whichever. Um, the thing is, it already has, like... Th there's this joke about remasters where back when HD televisions first came out, there were these remasters that weren't remasters. They were yeah. just... They were just widescreen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they just basically. cut off the top and bottom. And Silent Hill had that. They had a remastered collection of the first two and it was just trash it was like you should have just said it was on a new platform because it wasn't really a remaster it was just formatted for your playstation 3 you know <laughs> but a true remaster or a true remake would be really cool yeah yes it would yeah it would very much so i think it'd be a wonderful thing but that's all i've got man that's uh that's it man that's a, we've that's gone a show from, then. We've gone from Pro Jared to possible remasters of Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you heard it here first. That's the cool part. There you go. Um, so, yeah, um, that's our show. Um, 
that's our one year anniversary show. That's one the show that you just listened to. Yep. <laughs> uh, once again, thanks for listening, guys. Um, <laughs> be sure to go if you if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please go over there and leave us a review, leave us a rating. Um, yes, please, we are looking please. into getting sponsors in the future, and that is one of the number one things that all sponsors look for in podcasts is ratings and reviews. So if you've already done that, cool. Thanks. Um, really appreciate it. Um, but if you haven't done that, please uh, just take a few seconds to go do that. We would really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I We're plan looking on to having upgrade some... and making better things happen. Yeah. We want to yeah. get bigger and better for y'all. So yeah, definitely. So like we can't do that without um, support. <laughs> So at the same time, um, really just, just listening to the show is great support. Like I'm not going to pressure you all into do anything like that, but if you have the, um, if you felt, if you, if you feel like you need to go do that to help us out, then yeah, by any means, just go check out our podcast on Apple, leave us a review. And, uh, we'd really, really appreciate that. Um, once again, thanks for just listening once again, for just keeping up with the show. Um, yeah, just overjoyed with how much <laughs> <laughs> y'all do just to make us keep coming in every week. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. Shooting the you. shit, you know. Thank you so much. Isn't it crazy that we used to it talk is. to each other and not get paid to do it, and now we get talked to each other and still not get paid to do it? <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> We've come full circle. Full circle. And a year our beginning later, is also our ending. Right. <laughs> We're just professionals <laughs> at talking to each other without getting paid for it now. Anyway. Um, you know, there is a new game coming out that I was wondering if you've seen. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it is the new uh, Samurai Jack game. Journey through time. No, I've heard about it, though. Oh, dude. Yes. Uh, it looks absolutely amazing. I am actually going to be buying that game on Xbox. or I'm sorry, on uh, uh, Steam. Um and that was something that I, I forgot I wanted to talk about, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited about it. It's coming. Yeah, out I remember in the seeing summer. early stuff about it. Yeah, yeah, summer 2020. There's no reviews, and uh, I've already added it to my wish list. So I'm very, uh, yeah, very excited about it. It looks really cool. Uh, there's a lot of the uh, flat kind of two dimensional imagery that's in the cartoon, but also at the same time, they expand upon that and throw in the 3d effects and it just looks like an amazingly well put together game. So I'm excited about that. Anyway, yeah. let's continue. No, we were done. <laughs> I was already closing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, and, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And remember that it's not the newest news in gaming. Unless it's new to us. <laughs> Go. Oh my god. And I feel really bad about that because personally, I feel like I've invested the least possible time into the podcast. <laughs>
this last month. Yeah, yeah, I feel and the same. Yeah, you have invested the least possible. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway. <laughs>